1: HD Smartcast.
2: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Money with Monica.
1: We're talking about hybrid funds. You can have a blend or across asset classes, which is equity, debt, and gold. Sebi has allowed three categories of blended equity and debt funds. Typically, when you're younger, you have more equity. As you go towards retirement, you have more debt. It's very difficult emotionally to sell a winning asset class.
2: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Money with Monica. On this episode of Money with Monica, we're cutting right through the jargon and addressing yet another category of mutual funds, which you might have heard of, but maybe I'm too sure about the details. We're talking about hybrid funds. So, Monica, let's start with the most obvious question. What are
1: hybrid, hybrid funds? When you think about investing, you are actually what you're doing is you're connecting a pipe from savings to investments. And these investments could be in stocks, bonds, real estate, gold. Mutual funds allow us the ability to connect our savings to stocks, bonds, gold, either individually, which means you only buy an equity fund or a debt fund or a gold fund. Or you can do blends so you can have a blend or across asset classes, which is equity, debt and gold. You can have combinations of the two. So the idea is that people who can do asset allocation themselves. And we are going back to uh, the first premise that asset allocation is the first thing you figure out when you set out to do market linked investing. How much of your money do you want to put in debt instruments? How much in equity? So you can go ahead and do your allocation yourself in separate debt funds and equity funds, which could be, uh, you know, 40% debt, uh, so much in equity. Or you could buy a fund which gives you the allocation itself. So uh, we can look at hybrids as a ready-to-go blended fund across the asset classes that you want to invest in, in the proportion that you ideally want to be near to. Can we narrow it down to and just talk about say, equity and debt hybrid funds? Right, that's a good place actually to start because I mean those are the two major asset classes, equity and debt and most people want to have a combination of the two. Typically when you're younger you have more equity, as you go towards retirement you have more debt, you still hold equity. SEBI has allowed three categories of blended equity and debt funds. So you can choose in what is a conservative hybrid, which means equity can only be 25% of the entire portfolio. So out of your 100 rupees invested, only 25 can go into equity and the rest 75% goes into debt. Then there is a balanced hybrid, which is 50-50, half equity, half debt. And there's an aggressive hybrid fund, which is maximum of 75% equity and maximum of 25% debt. Uh, Typically, people who don't want to do this allocation themselves will choose one of the three. Um, A conservative investor, typically near retirement, would go for a conservative balanced. And a person who's possibly younger, can take the risk, would possibly go for aggressive hybrid. Why should one trust the hybrid fund instead of their own instinct about asset allocation? So, pretty much two reasons. One is that A lot of people may not want to do the allocation themselves because when you fix the allocation, suppose a person says, I'm going to be 40% in equity, 60 in debt, and the equity market runs up and you discover that your asset allocation now is 50-50, that you're half in equity and half in debt. It's very difficult emotionally to sell a winning asset class because this would mean you sell equity and buy
2: debt.
1: Very difficult to execute for an average investor it's far easier to let the fund manager take the call and bring you constantly back to your desired allocation. So one is purely behavioral that. The right. second theory is about taxes because when I redeem my equity and buy debt, and there's a profit on my equity, I have to pay short or long-term capital gains tax. Okay. Yeah. Within a hybrid blended fund, that tax impact is not fair. Okay. So a hybrid fund is able to move across uh, debt funds and equity funds without getting a tax impact because no money has left that particular scheme um so you mentioned before that retirees often gravitate towards this fund is it particularly good for them why is that retirees choose it one is that most of the retirees right now the cohort now has uh, sort of worked in fixed income markets right mutual funds are really new they are still struggling to understand so yeah. it helps them to have the fund manager take over the task of allocation that's a purely again emotional behavioral uh, reason the second is they can set up a systematic withdrawal plan on the hybrid typically a retired person would go for a conservative hybrid and the only thing that they need to remember is that this is uh, they are redeeming units it's not as if the fund is declaring a dividend um, they're redeeming units to get the desired income and their rate of withdrawal needs to be lower than the rate at which the fund is potentially going to grow. So with this one decision of choosing a conservative hybrid and then setting up a systematic withdrawal plan, mm-hmm. they can take care of their income needs through this process rather than having a multiplicity of funds. There yeah. are no guarantees if markets mm-hmm. tank, if equity tanks and there is a problem in the oh. Not a guarantee. Hmm, of
2: course. Um, okay, so that brings me to the next question, which is the category has seen a lot of exits
1: over the past few years. I
2: mean, why is that happening?
1: Some of the fund houses were misusing the word dividend and promising to pay dividends on hybrid funds, especially the aggressive hybrids. And uh, they were calling it dividend, but they were actually doing it was it, you were actually booking profits, hmm. and then that dividend is paid out. Okay. So. The category itself is wrongly worded. I mean, what is a dividend? It's not a dividend. You're booking profits. And the impression given to the investor was that this dividend of 8% or some big number will continue to come. So it was very badly missold. The market regulator SEBI is plugged, has plugged, is plugging the loophole. So we are seeing that extra demand, which was based on mis-selling, coming down. So what we are seeing is largely the real investors who bought it, hopefully with the right information and knowledge are yet in these products.
2: Okay. All right, I got it. So uh, I think it's time for us to now take a viewer question. Um, Poshik writes to us saying that he needs advice on investments for the long term, say around 10 to 20 years. Um, He's looking at an expected return of around 8% and says that he will also need a regular monthly income from his investments from 2022. He wants to know where he should invest to achieve this and what are the trusted long-term investments right now?
1: So Kaushik, it looks as if uh, you are either going to retire or there is some need for regular income, either you're doing your own startup, whatever it is, your corpus will have to be large enough so that you can meet your living expenses. Uh, 8% target is great. But remember, if you're going to market link products, there is no guarantee that you will get eight, you could get five, you could get nothing, you could get 20. So we don't know. Ideally, if you choose uh, an asset allocation, which is lower in equity, typically I would go for a blended uh, conservative hybrid, 25% equity, 75% debt, which can actually meet, meet this target of yours of drawing an income regularly from the fund. But remember, when you do this, you have to choose carefully. Because when you look at the universe of conservative hybrids, you have funds which have done extremely well and you have funds which have actually lost you money. So you will have to be prudent in choosing on that one scheme. That is one option. And remember, when you do that and you set up your SWP, you must remember that your withdrawal rate should be lower than the rate of growth of the fund. Otherwise, you're eating into your capital. The other thing, of course, is to build your own asset allocation where you choose a debt fund, a low credit risk, high liquidity debt fund, and you choose uh, an equity fund, which is not a very high risk fund, you don't go for mid caps, you don't go for small caps, you build a growth oriented uh, large cap fund, you look at funds which give you stability plus growth.
2: Um, That's unfortunately all the time we have for this episode of Money with Monica, but don't worry, we'll be back with a new episode soon. And in the meanwhile, if you have any questions that you want Monica to answer, please write them to us at moneywithmonica at livelint.com. Thanks for watching. This was a mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast.
0: HT
1: SmartCast.